0: To all the boys that are coming back for their third year. And for the boys that are coming back for their fourth year. And all of the new boys, I say. Welcome home. Yeah. It's going to be, Rabbi Say an incredible, incredible year. I'm very, very excited about the uh, wonderful opportunities that all of us have. It's really, really amazing. It's really so beautiful to see so many wonderful, beautiful neshamas. Some of you I met, well, everyone I met, but baruch Hashem to see everyone back in the Beis Medrash. Here in the Beis Medrash, it's so beautiful to see everyone here. Well, we've all got one kavana, one view, one idea, one and one goal. And that is simply to get closer to the Rabbi Shilaylam. To have a connection with Yiddishkeit, to get fired up with Yiddishkeit and everything that has to offer. And that is exactly what we're going to be doing, Be'ezus HaShem. So I want to spend a few moments before we discuss the little bit of the details of Yeshiva. I want to discuss a few in in which I think it's important to begin Be'ezus HaShem, to begin this month, to begin the New Year, to give ourselves a little bit of a chizr, to give ourselves a little bit of a kickstart to make sure that we appreciate and really take advantage of the opportunities that we have. Just imagine, a millionaire comes over to you and he says, I've got a present for you. I've got a briefcase of cash. One million dollars cash. You open it up just to make sure he's telling the truth. Unbelievable. A million dollars cash. Crisp, fresh notes. That's Gavaldic. He says, "Do you know what? Do whatever you want. Take this money and do whatever you want with the money. I'm sure every guy is like, okay, what would I use? What would I spend it on first? You know, all those guys are like, oh, don't be, if you win the lottery, you become depressed within two years. It's okay, I'll figure it out. I know exactly what I'll do with the money. I'm good. Half of it goes to yeshiva, obviously. The other half, I'll figure out what to do with it. You know what I mean? No. You could do whatever you want. Can you imagine if this fellow, who received the money, goes to the candy store, and buys a lollipop? A lollipop that costs... $3. $3. It's a fancy, expensive, nicely wrapped lollipop for $3. And he pays with it with the money and takes a $100 bill out of the nice briefcase, gives it to the fellow, gives him the change and he goes back to the millionaire and he says, here's your change, I don't need the rest, thank you so much. Shaita! you got to be a fool to do such a thing. you got a million dollars cash and you're not using it? What's the matter with you? Which normal person could imagine to do such a thing? Rabbi Isai. Our lives are worth much, much more than that. We're given an opportunity by the Rabbi Nishonim, by the Melach Malche HaMlochem. We have a neshama, we have a gulf, we have a life, we can breathe, we can do things, we can accomplish things. And what happens if after 120 years of being in this world, you take that Kaviyochol briefcase of money, you take that neshama, and you give it back to the rabbi, and you say, thank you so much. I bought a lollipop. I'm good. I had some fun down here. It was great. Took some pictures to prove that I had the fun. Because without the pictures, there was no fun. You know, I did everything I was meant to do. I'm done. But what did you do? What did you accomplish? That's the question. And rabbi say, when we start the zman and when we start the year, I think we have to have that idea in mind to realize the opportunities that we have the abilities that we have within us and how much we can accomplish in the time that we are given. You know, just to give you an example, take an apple and take one of the small little black seeds inside an apple, and you plant that small little seed into the ground, and you water it and you nurture it and make sure that it starts to grow eventually, you have an apple tree. And that apple tree, can I know how it's unbelievable, full of apples, it's beautiful. You take all of those apples. And you take out the black seeds from all of those apples from that tree. And you plant them back into the ground. You do that a couple more times, Rabbi Isai. You have enough apples to feed planet Earth. From one small black seed. That's all it comes from. Rabbi Isai, every single one of us have within us so much. That perhaps, maybe until now, wasn't fully realized. It wasn't fully realized. It wasn't fully polished off. One of the parents that I spoke to, and I spoke to many, many parents this week, says to me, and it was referring to his son, who's sitting here now. He said, my son is, what he said, is an unpolished diamond. Beautiful. He's a diamond. It's just not being polished. It's right there. That black seed that you can plant to produce enough apples to feed the people on planet Earth is the potential that every single one of us have within ourselves. And if you ask the older boys, the boys that have been here for a year, for two years, or even longer, they will tell you how much you can accomplish, but after all, it all depends on you. It can be the greatest yeshiva, with the greatest rebeim, and the greatest shiurim and the most interesting topics, but if you're not going to put in the effort, and you're not going to put in the work, and you're not going to be able to use the time, and utilize the opportunities that you have, then it's not going to get you anywhere. Rabbi Tzadik says an amazing thing. Rabbi Tzadik writes... I'll quote you the Lashen. Just like every year there's an obligation to believe in the Rabbani You have to believe in yourself as well. You have to believe that you can do this. Is it going to be hard? Sure, it's going to be hard. Anything that's worth doing is always going to be hard. But the results, the satisfaction, the fulfillment, the simcha, the gishmak, is something that's unparalleled. It's something that's something that you can only get if you really try, put in the effort, and then you actually get the results. Rabbi like said, "The world is yours. You can do with it whatever you want. You have a choice." But sometimes we get distracted. We get distracted. That's the nature of human beings. We're, we all want to do good. Every guy wants to do well. I don't believe there's a guy in this room that's not interested. And I know for a fact that I've spoken to every single one of you. I want to learn. I want to connect. I want to come a better yid, More closer to Rabayin Ishtar. A better davening. known better halacha. All these things. Yeah. So what happens? Why don't we? If, if we all have a goal. And it's a great goal. Why don't we get to our goal? What happens along the way? And the answer is we get distracted because we're human beings. And they say it's a home. we get distracted sometimes. So I want to say A muscle. Which is what they call in the books a famous marshal. Everybody says that, right? I want to tell everyone here. A famous gemara. A famous marshal. I was like you know it, and that's why it's famous. No, no, no. This one is famous. Every single person in this room knows this marshal, okay? But I'm gonna say it because it fits so beautifully with what we're saying, okay? What's the marshal? The uh. Halikovitzchai Schosun Yugan Alani brings down this Gvaldiga Marshal of a man that did a favour for the king. He did a favour for the king. And the king says, wow, that's gewaldic. Thank you so much. I'm going to give you one hour in my treasure house. An hour in my treasure house. Take whatever you want. Take whatever you want. So the guy says, this is gewaldic. I Take shopping carts, pile it up. Can I know? Her? I'm never going to have to work a day in my life again. This is amazing. So he's standing there at the door of the treasure house of the king. And he's waiting for the door to open. And all of a sudden... He's got his bags, baskets, you know, ba- he's got everything ready to transport, all the stuff he's going to take, dreaming about what he's going to do with the money. The door opens, and he says, wow. He sees gold bars sparkling, stacks of cash, jewels. Duh. Unbelievable. This is amazing. Until the music starts playing. Oh, but it's a band. It's like when you go to America, and you go to a nice fancy hopper. And you see, you know, a 14-piece band, three different singers flown in from different places in the world. That's a band! And the guy's mesmerized. He's watching it. He's like, wow, this is amazing! Until he gets a knock on the shoulder, and it's the security guard saying, you've got about three and a half minutes left of your hour. <gasps> three and a half minutes! And he starts running around, trying to cut whatever he can, and boom, they close the door. Simple, famous Marshall. It's all of us, every single day of our lives. We wake up in the morning... We all have a goal. We all have a direction. We all know what we're trying to get. But we get distracted by the gishmak and music. We get distracted by what the Eids of portrays to us. Being a something more important, something more gishmak, something that will give us more fulfillment, when we know ultimately that's not true. And that is what we have to realize. As we open up this month, as we open up the year, that we have that opportunity. And there are going to be distractions. There are going to be distractions that are going to come your way and say... Much more exciting. Night Seder or... We're not going to say. And therefore I have to choose, right? What do I choose? I don't know. That's a distraction, right? You have to realize. The clock's going three in the morning, four in the morning. There's no way you're making it to Shachos. We're having a gishmaki conversation. Maybe we're talking about life. We're improving ourselves. That's what we're doing. It's very important. Got to do these things. No, no. You have to realize there there are distractions in life. But we have to realize the focus, and the focus is the goal, and that is to get. Every single boy, Baruch Hashem, and I thank the Rabbi Nishonim for giving me the siyat of the that every boy in this yeshiva has grown, whoever has walked through these doors has grown according to his level, what he can do, and what he's capable of doing, some more, some less, depending on each boy. But it's up to every single boy what they can accomplish. What you're doing right now is you're laying the foundations of your life. And you're laying something that you're going to reap the rewards of for the rest of your life as well. When a person is connected to Yiddishkeit, when a person enjoys davening, when a person knows halacha, when a person enjoys what he is doing so he doesn't become a robot. A robot is someone that just does something with you autopilot. And you know something? How many people go through Yiddishkeit and they're just going through the autopilot motions? They keep Shabbos, they make brachas, they daven when they have to daven, but they're not in it. They're not living it. They don't enjoy it. It's not their chiyus. It's not giving them life. They're doing it because that's what, I don't know, That's what my father did and his father did. That's what you meant to do, right? But there's no life. Why would you live a life of something that you don't enjoy, of something that you don't think is real, when you could change it? Or you could sit in yeshiva for a year or two, whatever it's going to be, and we'll talk about the twenty-two year program a different time. Exactly <laughs> when we're going to start the brainwashing, not the brainwashing, but al <laughs> when you could sit and you could change your your whole perspective of what yiddishkeit is, what davening is, what the rabbi nishlah and mamuna shabbos koydesh so much. That's what it's all about. I want to end. With a Moedic of Marshall again from the Chovetz Chaim. It's so beautiful. And I think it drives the point home so well as well. And that is the Mishnah in Peruk Yavis. The Mishnah in Peruk Yavis tells us, What is the derech of Torah? How should a person learn Torah? Says the Mishnah. Kach hi Torah. This is the way of learning Torah. Probably describing how most Barucham sit in Yeshiva. What should you do? Pass B'melech Torah. You have a bit of dry crusty bread. Have a pitcher of water, sit on the floor, similar to what they're giving you shiva. Thick, thick mattresses, freshly squeezed orange juice, pancakes, whatever. It's a similar idea. You know, you you survive off the minimum. Gavaldik. the Mishnah, and then it says And if you do it, If you do it, you can have a great life, not only in this world, but in the next world. Fet the I don't understand. What's the in the Mishnah? You just told us, the mahalach of learning Torah is to be satisfied with the minimum. You don't need luxuries. Your manager will be great. And then it says, and if you do it, you have a great life. In this world, the next world, if you do it. Just, you just told us, this is the way of learning Torah. What? As I fet the Chobitzheim. Chobitzheim answers with the marshal. And he says, as every moshel has to begin with a king. And there was a king that was at war with the country. And the soldiers were looking for him, and they attacked. They attacked. They managed to penetrate into the palace grounds, and they got in. And the, the king had to run, and he ran the other direction. He went with a few people around him. And he found some peasant's hut in the middle of the forest, and he knocks on the peasant. He's, he's the king with all his, you know, his whole crown jewels with his uh, the crown and the and the whole throne and every the whole situation. Whatever he came with, whatever he could grab, he grabbed, and he shows up. To this peasant's hut. And he says, you have to hide me. And if you hide me, I'll give you whatever you want. But just hide me. They're coming after me. They're going to be looking for me. So he says, sure. He goes from room to room. He can't find anywhere to hide the king. It's not a fancy home. A couple of tables and chairs. What's he got already? He says, the only place I can hide you is under the bed. In my bedroom. That's it. There's nothing else I can help you with. Go under the bed. In the bedroom. And that hopefully you'll be safe. The soldiers knock on the door. Everyone's petrified. They come inside. They go from room to room. And they start checking out the place. Can't find him. But they know he's here. They said he must be in that one last room. So they go to the room. They see nothing but a bed. He must be here. This is the last possible room that he could be in. Maybe he's under the bed. You can imagine the king is under the bed at the time. And he's hearing them saying maybe he's under the bed. So what are they gonna do? They take their sword, big large sword, and they start poking under the bed. And the king's getting scratched. He's getting cut from all different directions. But he doesn't say a word. He knows his life's on the line. If he gets caught, he says a word. It's all over. So he's quiet. And he takes all the scratches and all the cuts. They see after poking, nothing. Nothing's happening. Okay, he's obviously not here. No idea where he went. And they leave. The king goes out. He gives the peasant a hug. He says, you saved my life. I owe you everything. Ask me from whatever you want. Whatever you want, I'll give you. the peasant thinks for a minute. Okay, I have an idea king says, what do you want? Whatever you want, tell me. I want to know, how did the king feel when he was under the bed and they were poking you with a sword? I, I, need, I need to know. How did you feel that way? The king says, a chutzpah, treason. He told the people with him, off with his head. They schlep him back to the palace. They make a whole announcement. They're going to be hanging this person for the chutzpah that he has to the king. The guy like, what? I just saved your life. I was just asking a question. No, too late gets to the place of the execution They put the noose around his neck. And there he is, about to die, petrified, didn't do anything wrong, didn't think he did. And all of a sudden the king says, stop. He lives. He went over to him. The king went over to the fellow and says, you asked me a question. You asked me, how did it feel to be under that bed fearing for my life? And I understood the only way to show you the answer to your question was to put you in exactly the same situation so you yourself would be able to feel it. Zukda a person learns the Mishnah of Pirke Kachi This is how you do it. telling us a story. Torah is Dick, Torah is Geschmack. What's it gonna do with my life? the Mishnah. just don't do it. And that's what we have to learn. Sometimes we wake up in the morning and it's hard and it's difficult and we have a challenge and we have a distraction. But ultimately we have to realize that this is something that's going to give us the greatest satisfaction, the greatest connection. And we should be zarcha be'ezah Hashem to utilize every moment of our time, every moment of the zman. You guys are surrounded by amazing rebbeim, dedicated rebbeim, shiurim of all different topics. This is an opportunity that you have. Take the opportunity. Use it. Use your time well. And then you'll see beiza Hashem. Everything that you want, the goal that you 're looking for over Azer Shen, you 'll get to Mr. Okay.